Christ is risen. Amen. Today's the 19th Sunday after Pentecost. We're so blessed, so thankful for all of you here with us today in our sanctuary and all of you who are online watching and participating wherever you might be. Uh, t- today is a uh, gospel, uh, gospel reading from Luke 18 is also our sermon text, and it's somewhat of a familiar text. It deals with a widow who's been having a lot of problems, and she's looking for justice, and she goes to see a judge, and he's just not very nice to her. And uh, what's really interesting, and what we're going to focus on is the very first verse, and that's where, where Jesus starts this whole uh, parable with the concept of we ought to pray. So that will be our focus today in, in our service. Um, we're also going to invite you all this day for brunch afterwards and as we, we uh, celebrate all of our teaching staff uh, who uh, faithfully teach all the little kids uh, that we have downstairs. And so um, please stay for that, but we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the worship service today. So let's begin with our opening hymn uh, from hymn number 700, Love Divine, All Loves Excel.
Please rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. And when Jesus had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable. Confident of his grace and mercy, let us confess our sins to our Heavenly Father. Merciful Father, In death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, all your sins were atoned for, and your sinfulness forgiven. As a called and ordained servant of Christ, I therefore forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. We sing, love is here.
Lord be with you. Let us pray. O Lord, almighty and everlasting God, you have commanded us to pray and have promised to hear us. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated. The same night, Jacob arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had. And Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day. When the man saw that he did not prevail against Jacob, He touched his hip socket, and Jacob's hip was put out of joint as he wrestled with him. Then he said, Let me go, for the day has broken. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. Then he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and with men, and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, Please tell me your name. But he said, Why is it that you ask my name? And there he blessed him. So Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, saying, For I have seen God face to face, and yet my life has been delivered. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. From Psalm 91. He will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. From Paul's letter to Timothy, found in 2 Timothy chapter 3. As for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, 
for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be competent, equipped for every good work. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when the people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Verse from Luke 18. Alleluia, I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth. Alleluia. Please rise for the reading of the gospel. Well, the Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. For a while he refused. But afterwards he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, Yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Do you have any children this morning? Someone to come up for the children's message? You know, isn't it amazing? They were here all day yesterday, and none of them looked tired. <laughs> My legs are shaking, you know. It's neat to be young again. It's great. So, question for you three. Have you ever had one of those days where everything just seemed like just to go wrong? Like you, maybe you had your favorite toy out, and, and your brother or your sister or your friend stepped on it, and it broke. Or maybe for dinner, mom or dad put liver on your plate. Yuck, huh? Right? Do you ever have a day like that where everything seems to go wrong? 
No? You? Okay, good. So this is going to make it hard for me to understand. Nobody ever stepped on your best toy? My sister stepped on all my toys all the time. Maybe they didn't like me. No, they love me. They love me. So anyway, in our gospel lesson today, we hear a story about the, uh, uh, a widow. That's, that's someone whose her husband had died, and life was being really hard for her. And, and she was seeking from this judge justice. And justice means that he would make everything right for her. And he ignored her because he didn't really care. He didn't care how she felt. He didn't care about God. He didn't, in fact, he didn't even believe in God. And then finally one day, he just said, I got to get rid of this woman. And so he fixed everything for her. And then Jesus says, and this is really interesting for us, that if this unjust judge, this this guy who doesn't even believe in God, would actually help this woman, how much more will Jesus, will God help us who believe in him? Now, does that make sense? It did, nope, okay, good. Well, not good, but I figured it went, so I'm going to unpack it a little bit. Okay, but I'm going to come down. You may have to help me out, okay? Okay, so let's say you know anybody who's mean? Don't tell me who it is. You know no one who's mean? You guys know anybody that's mean? Okay. Nobody? You are blessed. That is outrageous. Okay, so now I need, I need you to pretend that there's somebody who's just really mean and ugly. Okay? Can you do that? Okay. And let's say that for Christmas, he gives you, or your birthday, he gives you the present, present you really, 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 really wanted. Whatever that thing was. An electric bike. Wouldn't that be cool? Electric bike? Yeah. Maybe? <laughs> so... So, so, but it'd be cool if he gave you the present that, that you always, always wanted. And this is a guy who's really mean or a lady who's really mean and don't, doesn't even really like you guys. Right? That'd be kind of a surprise, right? So then think about mom and dad, right? Mom and dad like you? Most of the time? Yeah? Love you all the time? Right? Okay, right? And they give you whatever it is that you need, right? And then more. Like, how much candy did you guys go home with yesterday? A lot. Mom and dads are going, oh, my God, they're going to be crazy. Right? But they get let you take it home anyway, right? And that's because they love you, right? And so Jesus, because he loves us so much, if people on earth who are just crazy can give us things that, that we want, then think of how much Jesus is going to give all you guys, especially... Because what did he die for? You guys remember? He died for you, right? And you, and you, and all of them, and all of those people online watching, and all those people outside the church. He took away all of our sins, so where do we go when we die? We got to be with him in heaven, right? The best present ever. Because if we're not with him in heaven, we're in a really bad place. You don't want to go there. It's total misery. So we give thanks that we have Jesus who loves us. And then he says to us, so just pray to me, Jesus, and let him take care of you. So we're going to pray to to him right now, all right? And they're going to help us pray, okay? 
Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me. Hear my prayers and give to me those prayers that you believe are right. Continue to bless me and my family so that we will always believe in you as our Lord and our Savior. In your name, amen. Thank you, guys. We sing our hymn of the day.
Please rise. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, fill us with your Holy Spirit this morning as we, we uh, hear your word, and Lord, pray that you bless the words from my mouth in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. So again, our sermon text is from our gospel lesson, Luke chapter 18, verses 1 to 8. And the purpose of today's gospel is shared in the very first verse of our text, It says, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not lose heart. Those opening words in Luke 18 follow Jesus' description of the end of the world in Luke 17, which ends with these words from Luke 17, 37. Where there is a dead body, there the vultures will gather. Strange verse. For me, that verse tells me that somebody is having a really bad day. You know, when dead bodies or vultures pop into your life, you're not having a real good day. And so Jesus' story in Luke 18, I think, is great wisdom for for those of us today who, who are having a vulture attack in our life. And vultures attacks are like losing your job, battling illnesses, family crisis, being financially troubled, and... You just fill in the remaining spaces and dots. I don't know what your vulture attack today is, but I do know that they quickly descend upon us. And as we look at God's life building word this morning, I invite you to think of what vultures at this very moment are in your life that are threatening you, threatening to attack you and to tear your world apart. For it is in those moments when it looks like the vultures are gathering around you that you might ask yourself how to keep it all together when my world is falling apart. And Jesus has a simple answer, very simple answer, and it's spelled P-R-A-Y, pray. Faith in action is a life of prayer. Not just in any old kind of prayer, but the prayer that can keep you together when your world is falling apart. The power is not in my prayer life, but in praying to our great God. As Jesus tells this story, he highlights four key aspects of prayer and how God can keep your life, my life together when our world is falling apart. So this a ton of acronyms out there for pray, based on P-R-A-Y. 
But I'm going to share with you this morning those four points that I believe it is that Jesus is, is sharing with us based on P-R-A-Y, on that acronym. So P, P simply stands for to pour out your heart to God. Pray then with passion. Put your whole heart into it. When you pray, pray with intensity. Pray with feeling. Pray with a sense of urgency. But most of all, pray. Jeremiah writes this in chapter 29, verses 11 and 13. Here's what Jeremiah says. He says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Pray. God wants you to learn to not just simply pray, but to pray passionately. Maybe you or I usually discover that God has this desire when your world starts to be falling apart when those vultures start to hover above you and circle around you. People tend to do one of two things when life gets rough. They either withdraw from God or they dig their claws into him and will not let go. And it's, it's unfortunate that we save our passionate praying only for emergency situations. See, God desires that you talk to him every day. God desires that you, you pray in every situation in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly. And when you and I pray, God does not measure the number of words. He looks deep into your heart, in my heart. And sometimes I think the most spiritual prayer that you can pray when the vultures are circling around you is simply pray the word help. A powerful word. And God knows exactly what you mean when you cry out to him with those words. At the end of Luke 18, verse 8, it's interesting, um, a comment, there's an interesting comment that Jesus says after the story. This is what he says. He says, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? I think Jesus is revealing what he prays about when he pours out his heart. His heart's desire is to find faith in you, faith in me, and faith in all those people outside. Jesus' heart desire is to find people with faith in action. And when you and I pour out our heart in prayer, our God listens. And as God hears our prayer, that leads us to the letter R. R stands for remember, he, God, loves you. Some people have taken this story in our gospel lesson today um, and assumed that Jesus' point is that just keep nagging God long enough and, and God will, will find it more so difficult that he'll just give you what you want. For example, someone prays for healing and someone's not healed. I heard one person say once, and this is really sad because I meant it, They said the person just didn't have enough faith. They just didn't pray 
hard enough. They just didn't pray enough times. Well, I have one word for that. Hogwash. When you pray, God responds. Jesus' whole point is that if this woman can get justice from an unjust judge, who, who, um, his whole point is that if that woman can do that, how much more will our God take care of us? Because he is just and he loves you. You all know 3, 6, John 3.16, for God so loved the world, world, but I want to change it this morning and say because I need to hear it. For God so loved Brian that he gave his only begotten son that ever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. He loves me that much that I have eternal life. Now I'm going to have you all take off your uh, loosened hats for a second. And I'm going to read this verse again, and then after the word, for God so loved, I'm going to pause, and I want you to say your name, your name, first name only, out loud. And I know it'll sound a little crazy in here, but do this, please. John 3, 16, for God so loved that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. God loves you so much, he gives you all. Eternal life. When you read that verse in scripture, put your name in there as a reminder to yourself. Because I don't know about you, but I forget about it all the time. And I know, Pastor, you're not supposed to forget those things. Trust me, I'm human. And, and I need to hear those words just as much as you need to hear those words. And that, that, that's God's word. That's not my word. Right? That's right from scripture. That's Jesus saying that. So remember, God loves you. Do you realize what that means when you pray? It means that God is not only willing to answer your prayers, but he has the power to do so. Haven't you ever wished that when you knew that the vultures were circling around you, or someone that you loved, that you had a magic wand that could just take away all their pain? Um, or that the purpose would, be, would seem to, um, to just take care of whatever that was, pain or, or struggles in their life. I've wished that, but I also know I can't. The power's not in me, but the power is God's. And so we pray to God to do that. Remember, John 3, 16, God himself tells us that he loves us so much that he gave up Jesus' life that you and I might have life. Now, if God has invested that much in your life and my life, don't you think he's going to remember you and me in prayer? It just makes sense, doesn't it? This woman came seeking justice. justice. She was precise in what she asked this unjust judge. To keep her life together, she kept pouring out her heart to this unjust judge and kept remembering or reminding him and remembering that he wasn't the only one who could bring justice. Because when your word is falling apart, your world is falling apart, and you are trying to keep it together, remember that God loves you. God invites you to come to him in prayer. He gave his son's life that you can have life. When your world is falling apart, his love can keep it together. And that leads us to the third aspect of prayer. A, 
always pray, no matter what. Jesus, in verse 1, here in our gospel lesson, Luke 18, tells the story that we should always pray and not give up. That's great advice. Yet even when I've given up, God still doesn't give up. That's how wonderful our God is. That when we have difficult knowing how to even pray, he prays for us. Paul tells us this in his letter to the Romans, the 8th chapter, verses 26 through 28. Listen to what Paul writes. Paul writes, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. If you've ever been in a world falling apart situation, or seeing the vultures circling and gone to God in prayer, you know what those groans are all about. It is that time when you don't know which way to turn except to God. And you don't know what words to say, but your heart is aching so. And and if there is an audible sound coming from your mouth, it might simply be sobs of tears which are also running down your face. And it is at that point that the Holy Spirit takes over and prays the right words for you. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just know I have to pray, and I haven't a clue what I'm supposed to say. I just don't know. And that's when I realize that doesn't matter, because the Holy Spirit does. And he takes my bumbling words And he puts him in the right order and turns him over to Jesus who hands him off to the Father and and the Father deals with me at that point. For me, that's a source of confidence. That's a source of hope. Just because I might give up doesn't mean that God has. And that leads us then to the fourth key aspect of prayer, power to keep us together when the world is falling apart. And that's the, the, the why. And the why simply says yield justice to God. When we have been wronged, it is so easy for us to seek revenge. You been there? More of you probably have. It's okay to say yes. And if you haven't lifted it up to God already, this is a good time to lift it up to God and say, forgive me for that, Lord. Especially when you pray, Lord, help me get even. If you do that, Let me warn you, you will probably find yourself in greater pain. David wrote this in Psalm 37. He was in pain. And he wrote these words in verses 7 to 9 and then verse 27. Psalm 37. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his ways, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. And then verse 27. Turn away from evil 
and do good, so shall you dwell forever. The widow found justice from an unjust judge. How much more will you and I find justice from a just God? For our God knows the pain of injustice. His son died a death that he did not deserve. And in that act of gross injustice, we find the love and we find the power that you and I need. Prayer is meant to be put into practice. How then to keep it together when your world is falling apart? Just simply pour out your heart to God. Remember, God loves you. Always pray, no matter what. Yield justice to God. And as you and I come to God in prayer, we will discover how he keeps it together in all of our life. Prayer power puts your faith and my faith in action. Pray. Amen. Let us pray. Again, gracious Heavenly Father, we just, we just thank you for the times that we just simply seem to have no clear clue to pray. We thank you for putting the words in our mouths or, or at least giving the words up to the Holy Spirit who takes those and delivers them to you. For those of us who struggle with prayer, remove that burden. Make it light. Make it easy for us to have total confidence in you. Because most importantly, you love us so much and gave your son for us so that we would have a place with you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you please rise and join together in professing our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God. Let us pray. As he wrestled with God, Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. For all people for whom prayer is difficult, that the Holy Spirit would enliven them with the reminder of God's promises in Scripture to hear and answer the prayers of all who call to him in Jesus' name. 
Let us pray to the Lord. As the woman in Jesus' parable was granted justice, even from the unjust judge. For all who deal with long-term ills, discrimination from the rest of society, and an ongoing lack of food, clothing, and shelter. Let the Holy Spirit revitalize them to pray without ceasing, confident in their trust of our gracious God's care and concern. Let us pray to the Lord. As the church relies on the scriptures which Paul wrote, make faith-filled hearers, wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus, that God would breathe new vigor into all who proclaim the gospel so that many may come to faith and grow in it. Let us pray to the Lord. We pray for all those in our congregation who, who are ill or, or in, have those vultures flying around them. Lord, we lift up especially today Eileen Banghart, who's uh, hospitalized with appendicitis, and ask that you would care and, and guide the doctors and medical staff in taking care of her. Lord, we also lift up Barbara, who will be traveling to Sacramento, and hopefully at that point they'll be able to determine what is, is causing all the pain that she has as well as begin to take care of it. We lift up Jason, who is re- recovering from uh, his, not only his back surgery, but now the treatments for, for rehab on his back, Lord, and pray that you would uh, remove the pain that he is suffering and, and bring him back to full health. And we also lift up Stephanie, who is recovering from an audible accident, and, and the pain has not moved to her neck, and we pray, Lord, that it's nothing serious and that you would take care of her. We also pray today for the, for the family of Ed Drummond, who, who passed away this week, Lord, and, and we, we all now just silently lift up the prayers for those who we wish to pray for. Let us pray to the Lord. As we go about our various callings in life, let us pray for those who protect and defend our nation, all who work for peace around the world and in our neighborhoods, people who supply goods and services throughout our nation and in our local area, the professionals and volunteers who try to meet the needs of their parents, and those who, who, who instruct, especially our, our teachers uh, at our early learning center, Crystal and Morgan, Rachel and Chandra, Cynthia and Georgie, Isla Cherie and Marie, that, that God, the Holy Spirit, would equip them for good works, using scripture to teach, reprove, correct, and train them in righteousness. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord Into your hands we commend all for whom we pray, Heavenly Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, by whose breath Adam became a living being, by whose Holy Spirit the disciples were emboldened, and by whose inspiration the scripture was written, making us wise as salvation in Christ Jesus, the Word made flesh. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, We laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing unfailing love.
Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after giving thanks, he broke it. He gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup. And after giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it. In remembrance of me, let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven.
Peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated. Welcome to the table of the Lord.
Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this solitary gift. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Be seeing who you say I am. Amen. Please be seated. We have announcements this morning. Carrie? 
Pilate coming up? This Tuesday is the third Tuesday of the month, and we have a care and outreach meeting at 530. Uh, and if you want to get involved in the church, stop by, and we discuss everything that's happening in the church. Um, also, at 515, we are going to have pizza because it's right in the middle of dinner time. So if you want to have dinner before the meeting, come at 515. Thanks, Gary. Good morning. Um, I'd like to say two things. I wanted to thank Dave Merriman and Dave Parrish for completing the two new classrooms upstairs. They look beautiful. I'm getting everything together. We're putting things in there. It looks really nice. If you guys want to take a look at it, we can open them up for you. And then secondly, our Christmas parade will be December 3rd. And the theme is, our theme will be the Jesus Express. So the theme of the parade is Ornament Express, but I just kind of played it on words. And so we're going to do the Jesus Express. And on the side, it's going to say, all aboard the Jesus Express, all are welcome, no tickets needed, just your faith. Um, And so we need help decorating because I want it to look like a train. So that means we have to figure out how to do the truck, how to do... We have a trailer with sides, so that fortunately is good. But I need help. I need creative minds to help me complete this project. And then Pastor is going to be riding on the back of the float in his robes, and he's going to be waving to everybody. So thank you, Pastor. I'm the the ornament. Yes. Yes, he is. He's our ornament. (laughs) So... Feel free to come and ride on the float. Um, if we don't have enough room, we those that are able to walk, we can put lights on you, and we can walk next to the float, which that will probably be some of the teachers. Um, but please help us. We're going to start setting up Monday, November 28th. So that's the week right before. So we'll be doing it all week long until we can get it done, and hopefully we will get it done Friday night, so then Saturday we can just bring the float there. So all are welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Isla. So just imagine, it's Friday night, December 3rd. Stars are out. No rain in the air on that day. It rained all day the day before, and it would rain the day afterwards. And all of you have lights on you walking beside the float. Picture that. Can you, can you let your imagination go and all of a sudden see? I don't know how many we have here today. All right, so 104 of you walking, and all of you online must join us that day and, and just walk alongside that. Reading won't know what hit him. Right? Think about it. Pray about it, since we talked about pray today. So, good. Um, can I have our teaching staff come up, Please. I know, they didn't know about this. (laughs) So, uh, in in the world of of church, October is a a month to recognize 
Um, everybody, last week you all recognized uh, the, the church staff, and today we register, register, wow, we uh, let's say hello to our, uh, and, uh, our teaching staff, minus, <laughs> two, three, right? so we're, we're minus one plus our two, uh, uh, what do you call them, substitutes, that's the word, uh, been one of those mornings. My mouth doesn't want to cooperate, or my brain. I'm not sure which one it is. So we want to thank thank these, and, and so I'm going to ask you to applaud again and 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 loudly. So, so how many of you have children? You can raise your hand. Okay. Now, now how many of you had less than four children? Most of us, oh, that's me too. I have four children, so that's less than four? No, I don't. See, I can't even get myself straight today. So, so imagine you're taking care of the kids that you had in your house, right? How many students do we have total? So 45? They're taking care of 45 kids, give or take a few. Drop-ins, getting sick, things like that. It's a lot of work that they do, and they do an amazing job uh, downstairs. They... they deal with almost anything you can imagine, they have to deal with it. Some of those things we don't discuss. We, take, we, get, we get it taken care of, and that's it. So, um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, and they don't know this, so I'm going to do a prayer for them, uh, for our staff, and, uh, and uh, there'll be an amen spot, for sure, for you all. Stuff. And then afterwards, we're going to send them off, and Doreen will take them into the... Uh, the, the coffee shop area, and there'll be like a receiving line. So all of you, instead of saying hello to me this morning, go that way and thank them for all the work, and then keep going into the fellowship hall because we have a brunch with lots of different kinds of food. So please stay for that. There, there's no Bible study hour today because we're, we're honoring all these fine teachers with, uh, with the brunch. So please go say hello to them, thank them for the work they're doing, and then stay for a while and have some food with us. So um, would you all rise for prayer? Let us pray. Gracious and most merciful Lord, we thank you for providing faithful women in your church to assist and support the office of the holy ministry. And it's working among us. Grant your Holy Spirit to Crystal and Morgan and Rachel and Chandra and Cynthia and Georgie and Isla and Cherie and Maria with wisdom, uh, adorn them with wisdom and power from on high. Incline both young and old to godliness and obedience and let them so benefit by instruction in your holy word that they may serve you all their days and finally obtain eternal life through Jesus Christ. Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Go in peace and enjoy. The Almighty, most merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and bless you and strengthen you for the faithful service in his name. Amen. Head to your next step. (laughs) Let's give one more round of applause. Standing ovation for them. Thank you, guys.
All right, you can sit back down. If you want to stay standing, I'll dismiss you right now. Maybe you have to sit down if you don't want to. Because uh, I have no announcements. I know, that's a shocker, right? Uh, so, so go in peace. Let's serve the Lord. Please go that way and uh, say thank you to the teachers. Thank you for being with us. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Yeah.